You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. We're going to be starting a three-week series on prayer, and this week's episode is unpacking what prayer is. So we'll get started here. Ben, can you tell us what prayer is? Yeah, so prayer is a little bit difficult to describe. We were talking about this before the episode. Prayer to, to a veteran Christian, to a Christian who has been in the faith a long time, or even someone who has just raised in the proximity of the church. Prayer is almost too simple to describe, but we're going to do our best. So prayer is communion with God. It is, it is talking with our Heavenly Father, and, and that discussion, that conversation can be asking for help, asking for guidance. A lot of times that's what people pray for. They pray for themselves or for others, their life situations. But it, it's important because it's also an opportunity to worship God. It's an opportunity to listen for the direction of God. Mm. It, it is just it is your number one source of direct communication with our Heavenly Father. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it's it just shows us, you know, who our God is and how much He loves us to to have a conversation with us, mm-hmm. for us to come to Him when we when we need something, or even just to tell Him that we love Him. Um, sometimes, you know, we think of prayer just specifically as coming to God with a need, but but you see throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, where sometimes it was just it was just coming to God and telling him how much we love him and how much he does for us and and who the god he is to us Mm -hmm. um and i think you know maybe we miss out on that sometimes maybe we miss out on that sort of prayer life just the the thanksgivings uh, and stuff i know we'll talk about that you know either later in this episode or in other episodes about prayer but but just that idea of always thanking who he is in in our conversation with him yeah it it can be kind of difficult because Obviously, when you are praying to God, you are not getting a direct response back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not you say something and then God says something back. You're not like, hey, how's it going? And God's like, hey, it's great. It was a little rainy today, wasn't it? That's not how it works. Uh, usually, unless you are getting a response from the Spirit, which happens, mm-hmm. usually it's kind of, it can feel very one-sided because you're talking to God and there is not a direct response back. And and just to give an example of how to work through that because it's something I struggle with. I would use my my father-in-law. I can say that now because I'm (laughs) married. My father-in-law, when he prays, he prays very slow and he prays line by line. And and I've always wondered about that and I've always respected him because of it because in those pauses, he's giving God opportunities to respond. And that response could be, uh, affirmation. It could be a rejection. It could be mm-hmm. him placing a verse on, on your heart, and because the Bible is the way that God communicates with yeah. us. So placing a verse on your heart about whatever circumstance that you're praying about. Mm-hmm. So just taking that opportunity to pray slow. That even though it might not be what we would consider a normal conversation, it is a give and take. It's you talking to God and God mm-hmm. talking back to you. Yeah. I think I think that is one of the biggest things I think Christians struggle with, the pause. Mm-hmm. We will go to the altar, we'll go in our car, the closet, whatever area you pray in. A lot of Christians and a lot of believers will, will sort of make a list in their mind. I, I need to pray for this, 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 or whatever. 
and they never allow God to speak to say in Jesus' name, Amen. And they go about their day. Mm-hmm. They, they've given God the, the things on their heart, but they never really allowed God to speak back to them. And like you said, there's times where, you know, he speaks to us through the Spirit directly, but there's also many, many times through the Bible where the Spirit kind of opens us up to the Word. This is what God's speaking to me. This is the verse. And this is why I believe the Bible talks so much about memorizing verse, having verses on our heart. You know, keeping that in a place where they're readily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, because some it's not just when we're reading the Bible, you know, we should be doing that every day for God to speak to us. But sometimes, there's many times that I'll just think of a verse. It's like, oh, this is the verse that I need to hear today. Or this is the verse I need someone else to hear. Or whatever the, the Holy Spirit kind of moves me. But, but you see so many times that the relationship that we have through prayer is that child to his father yeah you know the main thing that god really is to us other than god is our father um he is more of a father than some people would say their own father is um depending on their relationship with their own father and that's kind of the cool thing about us men is i don't go too far off topic here but we have a good father to look up to or to model after to to even have conversations with her own children i don't have children and you don't um but i know through his word through god's word that i know how to be a good father Mm -hmm. now i'll make mistakes because i'm not a perfect father like our god is but you know he is going to care for his children and that's what we're called his children a father wants his child to come to him with everything a child, our father wants his child to talk to him about what's going on in their life or, or whatever that is. A, a good father is going to want to hear from his children, and that is our father in heaven. He yeah. wants to hear from his children. He wants that conversation, um, and he also wants to speak into our lives, words of wisdom, the things that you think a father would do to his child, give wisdom, give knowledge, mm. um, give love. Those are all the things that God himself gives to us um, as our father. Um, and, and I just know that's something that I personally need every day. Yeah. Um, just just to break it down a little bit more to make it maybe just a little bit easier. One, one analogy that, um, that new believers are often taught an analogy might not be the one word, the right word method. One method that new believers are often taught is the acts method of prayer and acts ACTS stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication mm-hmm. breaking that down uh adoration is that's when you worship that god that's when you tell him how great he is how awesome and mighty he is that confession is that time of repenting where if you've done something wrong and we've all done something wrong mm-hmm. we just confess those sins to him we hopefully turn away from those sins if it's a true time of repentance mm-hmm. thanksgiving is when you give specific thanks to god for what he has done for you in your life not just because he is the master of the universe and worthy of all praise, but because he let you wake up today, because he helped you get to work on time, whatever that may be. And that last one, that supplication, that is when you're asking for needs for yourself or for others. And and that's important, asking for needs for yourself. Because God wants us Mm -hmm. to pray for what our struggles are, are just as much as he wants us to pray for others, yeah. even though it's probably a little bit more important to pray for others. And we'll talk about that next week yeah. in, our, in the episode we're going to do. But yeah, he does. He wants to hear our personal needs. Yeah. And that, that, that praying for needs 
That's only one fourth. Yeah. Only twenty five percent of your prayer should be asking for needs, and the other fifty percent of it should be telling God how great He is. Yeah. So. Um, and I don't necessarily know if that has to be in that order specifically. Mm, probably obviously. not. Yeah. Um, but I do think those are very key elements to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a, a mature believer will touch on all those aspects in their prayer life because they understand who God is. They understand that God cares for their needs. They understand that their sin can hold them back from a close relationship with God, those things. And I think a good example of that, and I don't have uh, specific ones, but I know in the Psalms where David um, is talking about whatever it is, whether they're going to war or something like that, a lot of times he'll go to God with with his need. He'll go to God with either, and it, sometimes it even sounds like a complaint um, with God. And But it seems to always be he ends up finding himself in that in that place of thanksgiving. Yeah. I know we're going through this God, but I also know you're the God that brings that brought us out of Egypt. You're the God that that establishes our steps. All the stuff that you that you read in Psalms. That's why Psalms is such a good book to have on your heart because they're very applicable even though they were so long ago and and we're not a king going to war, <laughs> but yeah. there's battles in each and every one of our lives and God wants to know and hear from us. Yeah before we move on i would say the last good model is to look at jesus jesus taught us how to do pretty much everything when it comes to our relationship with god he taught us how to pray go look at the lord's prayer in matthew 6 and luke 11 those are two Mm -hmm. instances of it and just study that study how jesus prayed and you won't miss the mark Mm -hmm. but phil i was wondering if you could now that we've talked about what prayer is, if you could just talk a little bit on how prayer works. So, for one, I will say this because that question might be worded in a way that it sounds like this, but mm. there's no specific way to pray. You don't. There's a model that sometimes we think, like we have to fold our hands, we have to bow your head, bow your head <laughs> but, but the main thing is having that conversation with God mm. that we just talked about. Um, But first of all, you need a relationship with Jesus. Mm. You need the saving faith and the knowledge of Jesus Christ in your life to have a solid prayer life, to have have God listen to us, to have God really listen to what we need and, and tell us how it's going to work. Um, we, we, if you're not a believer, you're not going to understand prayer. No. You're not going to understand how it works or what it even is. Um, you need the Holy Spirit in your life for that intercession. I'm not going to go super far because we'll talk about that next week. But then when, when we get that relationship with God, get that relationship with Jesus, we start understanding the cross, those types of things. And, and hopefully, you know, you prayed for Jesus to come in your life. That's your first prayer, really. Your first prayer, you're, you're asking Jesus for that relationship to come into your life, to, to be Lord of your life, um, and then we go on, and then then we need to trust God with our other prayers, the big ones, the small ones, whatever size they are, because um, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we have this confidence that God is going to hear us, that God's going to listen to us. That's what that's how it works. 
Um, when we go, I know James talks a lot about not doubting when we pray. Because why would God give us something that we already don't think that he's going to give us in the first place? And there's other instances where that's talked about as well too. That if we believe wholeheartedly that God's going to do whatever we ask, then he's going to give it to us. Yeah. Now it might look a little different than we imagine in our mind. Or, or it could be a no, but God's still going to answer that. He's still going to, to tell us potentially why not always i'll say sometimes he leaves that for our faith testing and and those types of things there's a lot more to prayer than what we can even see or even comprehend or understand Mm -hmm. i don't understand why god would ever listen to me (laughs) i don't understand why god would ever even do what i ask and i can't even understand why he did it for a lot of people in the bible um i can't understand stand why when when joshua asked the son to stand still why god listened to him or when uh in exodus when when moses kind of stood in the gap for the people when they were doing so many bad things why god didn't just go ahead and destroy them in the first place but he listened to moses and moses had to take care of some things and 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 that stuff god listens to his children um even even with our sinfulness and those types of things. And this is why it's so important for us to live righteously. And in James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, you know, the the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Meaning that when we are living righteously, when we have a good relationship with God, when when we're confessing our sin, when we're repenting, when we do things wrong, when we're actually living as mature Christians in our prayer life, God's going to use it. Well, however it looks, like I said, so many things we don't understand mm-hmm. on how God works. But he does it, and we know this with 100% truth, that he does it for the good. Yeah. He does it for the good of us. He does it for the good of the lost. He does it for the good of his glory. And I think when we begin to understand that we can't just go around doing whatever we want and expect God to, to just kind of adhere to our sinfulness because God is holy. Yeah. It's a very common phrase to hear pastors say, God isn't going to bless your mess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and you know, God is, is a holy God. We wouldn't think unless it's just by God's grace. And sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just by God's mercy that he answers us. Even if we're living sinfully. Yeah. Um, We see him do that. um, And, and thank him for that. But, He's not going to just let you go around doing whatever you want and then you pray and ask for something and he not want to take care of your mess. No. Him not wanting to take care of the sin in your life before he ever thinks about blessing you or answering your prayers. This is why in James, he, I think he, even, he stresses this quite a bit, that we have to remain faithful. We have to remain righteous. But we cannot do any of those things without the Holy Spirit. So that brings me back to the first point. Yeah. You have to have a relationship with Jesus. You can't live righteously without Jesus. Um, you fall way too short. We already fall short with the Holy Spirit. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we can be righteous men, righteous women, having powerful prayers, having just good communion mm-hmm. with God. And then, And this will bring me to my last point before I let you jump in here. Your prayers will begin to change you. Mm-hmm. They'll not even when you are interceding for others. Sometimes that intercession—it's not selfish—for that intercession to turn around and directly apply to you. 
sometimes, like you said, you memorize these, these verses that if we confess, you know, our sins, he's faithful uh, and just to forgive us of all our sins and all our unrighteousness. Um, sometimes when we're in sin, those verses come out and we're like, oh, wait, I need to confess my sin before I ever even think about talking with the, the Holy Father. Um, and I know for me and in, in some of those things, I've been in a lot of places where I go down to the altar and I'm going to, to ask God for something or to help me, give me strength, confidence, boldness, whatever it is. There's been many, many times God said to me, you're not ready. Hmm. You're not ready for the confidence or the boldness until you take care of the sin in your life, until you give me the sin and you do it no more. You repent of it. Um, and this is why sometimes I believe that we as Christians can struggle with prayer because it brings us closer to God. And the closer we get to God, the the more the, our messes and our screw-ups and our failures come out. Yeah. And it's hard for us sometimes to admit when we're wrong. And I'm telling you, when you have a good, solid prayer life, you have to admit you're wrong. You have to admit you've done wrong if there is wrong in your life. And you have to take care of it. It's not something to be swept under the rug. It's not something to hide because we know with 100% truth that we can't hide anything from God. Mm -hmm. No one disputes that. But yet so many of us hide. So many of us hide things from God. So many of us things just don't want to deal with the sin in our life. But I'm telling you, when we deal with the sin, when we deal with our unrighteousness, when we deal with the wrongs that we've committed to others and even sometimes ourselves, God begins to put us in a place where our prayers are powerful, yeah. especially for others, especially when we intercede for somebody who needs help when maybe they're not in a good place. God listens to those people as much as he does the person that's going through whatever they're going through. Yeah. Uh, just to echo a couple of the things that you said, Phil, one, the biggest part that I took away is that, that relationship with God. Prayer, prayer, is reserved, prayer is reserved for the children of God. So that means that, that a person can't have proper conversation, can't have proper communion with God unless he or she is in God's will, unless they are a believer uh, whether that be backslidden or not, because a backslidden Christian might be trying to get their relationship right. Mm -hmm. uh, they can't have proper communion, can't have proper prayer, unless they have a relationship with God. That's not to say that the prayers of the lost aren't heard. I I've heard it said before that God is blind and deaf to non-believers. Like, that's not true. God is God. God is all-powerful. He hears prayers. He sees what's going on in the world. And I would say... That when God does intervene in the life of an unbeliever, it is to bring them to belief. Yes. We see that throughout the New Testament. We talked about that mm -hmm. with the spiritual gifts. They are used for the furtherment of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. That being said, he uses us more, and we need to be willing to be used to save the lost. Mm -hmm. That was my big thing. The other thing is what we've been hinting at here, and that's the scripture. To have a good prayer life, make sure that you are in the scripture because mm -hmm. God is going to use his scripture to answer your prayers, to show you what to do, to guide you. And that's super important. Mm -hmm. and, I th and I think it's even, it's more important than what you even hinted. I know you know it's important and I, I know many, many listeners know that it's also important, but it's such a big aspect of your Christian life. 
the two main act. We've said it so many times on this uh, podcast, and we'll keep saying it. You be ready <laughs> next week. We're gonna keep saying it. Prayer, pray, read your Bible. Pray, read your Bible. It's two simple things, but it's it's two things we don't really tap into. Mm. Not not fully, at least. Reading your Bible once a week is not enough. Mm-mm. Praying once a week or just at meals is not enough. Your conversation with God has to be continually. It's got to be every day. And it, that goes the same way with reading your Bible. And I, no, I understand because I'm not going to sit here and say that I've not missed some days here and there or, or those types of things where I, or prayed or, or missed some of those because I have. But I can tell you this, that I have felt more at peace or more joy or all the things that God gives when I do those things daily. When I pray, when I do read my Bible, every day consecutively i feel more closer to god than the days when i miss Mm -hmm. Um, and especially when you miss multiple days in a row when you don't pray every single day um i'm i'll say this and i I'll, i'll be the first one to admit i don't do this every time but i've done it before and it's helped me through my day so many times pray when you get up pray when you go to sleep those are two quiet moments normally unless you wake up late (laughs) but when you wake up in the morning thank god for who he is ask him to help you throughout your day ask him to give you opportunities to share the gospel those are some things that i like to pray for um, or ask god to help me with when i start my day now when i go to sleep i ask god or i thank god for the things that he did for me throughout the day and I ask him, please help me with tomorrow. Super short normally. It doesn't always have to be elegant words. It doesn't have to be a, a nice speech to God because God will see straight through your speech, straight through your words, straight to your heart. If I tell him I, I, I thank you for what you've done for me in my prayer, he's going to know if I truly mean it. He's going to know if I, if I truly do want him to give me opportunities to share the gospel because he's God. He's the maker. He's, he's the one who, who made me in my mother's womb. Yeah. Um, but I think it's always good to have kind of a, a good experience to give to listeners, to give to the people that we talk to. So, Ben, can you just give me maybe a recent experience you've had with, with prayer? Yeah, I, I want to keep mine super simple. Because I think that oftentimes we think we can only pray over big things. Mm. And I just have a perfect example from recently with my wife, Julia, and I. There was, I don't know, it maybe a month ago, the first really hot week that we had. We, we are renting a house that doesn't have central air and we didn't have a window AC unit. And so that first really hot week, we weren't sleeping at night because we were just lying in our bed in, our bed in the pools of sweat. And that same week, our washer decided it wanted to break. Mm-hmm. And there was something else, too. I can't remember. And, you know, it was a little thing. And that's not a big deal. And I think it might have been our sink. Yeah, our sink was out. And so we had to call our landlord to come and fix our sink. So we were burning up. We didn't have clean clothes. And we couldn't clean the dishes. So, I mean, it just felt like everything was going wrong. And that was going to cost some money. It was going to cost money for a window AC unit. It was going to cost some money for a washer. Not anything that was going to break the bank. But it was a hard week. And it was a it was a heavy week. 
And Juliet and I would just, just pray at night that God would take care of the situation. And, you know, it took a couple weeks before we got all three of the things fixed. Mm-hmm. But we got all three of the things fixed. And Juliet's a very... Uh, she's more concerned about money than I am. I wouldn't say she's super concerned about money, but she is more concerned than I am. And uh, a couple weeks later, after we had all gotten fixed, uh, just so the listeners know, if they don't know my wife, she's a genius. And she well, received a check in the mail for some award that she won as a senior graduating from college. And it paid for everything that we had to buy or replace mm. in that period of time. And we'd been praying for that. And it was just, my wife's great. She earned those things. But at the same time, God has blessed her with those things. But it was God's way of watching out. He said, hey, you had a tough week. You were praying for this. I'm going to show you that I can take care of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we took it as. We took it as God showing us that he loves us, that he's got us in his hands mm-hmm. what about you phil what's your example <laughs> um i am very big on persistent prayer i think we should continually pray about one thing until god says yes or no um, and if that takes years and years then that's how long it takes so it takes the rest of your life i still don't think you should stop praying for it because um, i don't really think that you have to now if god's answered you i would say that that maybe you should be, if it is a no, then you need to move on and, and, the, and those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I became a Christian, it's been a while now, but probably not more than some, but roughly nine years ago. That sounds about right. Nine or ten. Anyways, when I became saved, about probably a year into it, I knew my mother wasn't saved. I knew that she knew God or or that she understood who God was, but she never had a relationship with him and didn't really even want one. So it's something I've talked to her about here and there, and I, you know, prayed, you know, here and there that God would just speak to her, God would use me, those things that we would pray for. Mm-hmm. And up about four years ago, I decided I'm going to continually pray for this. I, you know, I prayed here and there for it, you know, when I start, when I became a Christian, but now I'm going to pray a lot. I'm going to continue to keep praying. I'm going to, to even be bold with it. Come with confidence to the throne of God. Um, cause that's what the Bible tells us to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I continue to pray and, but you know, there's still those small voices sometimes in our heads that say, well, why keep praying for this? If it doesn't seem like it's happened yet, will it ever happen? Things that sometimes run through our heads, sometimes a little bit of doubt. Yeah. Um, but then God speaks to us. He tells me some verses in James not to doubt, to keep asking. And I never once thought it would happen like this, but we had a mission team come up from Florida. And I love this mission team for what they did. Uh, my mom got sick about a year and a half ago. And, you know, she was starting to ask some questions. Mm-hmm. Starting to ask about heaven, some of those things. And the mission team heard me ask for prayer for my mom. It was in, I was, did a Sunday school. It was the biggest probably Sunday school class I had. Yeah. Had to be in the sanctuary to do it. Um, really cool. And... Two ladies from this mission team came up to me and said, hey, we want to talk to your mom. Do you think it'd be okay? 
I said, well, let me ask her. So I asked her, and she said okay at first, but then she called me and said, I don't really want to talk to anybody. I said, okay. Told the mission team, but they were very persistent. <laughs> they really at least wanted, they said, if all we did was leave something on our doorstep, could we do that? I said, you know what? I said, just knock on our door. I know who my mom is. She's going to invite you in. Um, she might be mad at me later, but that's okay. And they did. They got her a little basket, and, I mean, she just... She just loved this mission team. And, that, and those two women got to share the gospel with my mom. My mom received it. And I am so thankful. And like I said, I never once thought it would be a mission team all the way from Florida to share the gospel with mom. That just yeah. shows the, the, how divine that our God is. Mm-hmm. How, how his hands move all over, not just here in Indiana, but he can send somebody from Florida to share the gospel with somebody in Indiana, somebody who is struggling or, or those things. And, and right then from that moment, God said, I answered your prayer. I answered you. And from, from that day on, I've always been, I'm go if I need something in my life or I need somebody else to have something or I need to intercede for some th- something whatever it is I am going to continually pray with confidence and boldness that God is going to do it because I watch something in my own prayer life happen and so I I pray that that those of you that are listening to this today know this one thing that persistent prayer is key in your life no that this is why Paul says to pray on every occasion or to pray continually or or those or those things because prayer is more powerful than we realize mm-hmm. having conversation doing those things asking for your the father in heaven for whatever you need knowing that he cares for you knowing that he hears you and listens to you is more powerful than we realize um, more powerful than we think that that we can't do something, but God shows us that, that, yeah, we can't do it, but that he can yeah. trust in the Lord with your prayers. Hmm. I think that that is a great point. And it's a great story, Phil. It's one that I already knew, but it's one that I enjoy hearing from you. So I think my final thoughts over prayer and, and they're not really my final thoughts because we got two more weeks, <laughs> but my final thoughts for this week is that, Prayer is is simple, and it has such a large, profound impact when we do it correctly, when we do it in, in the Spirit and use Scripture to our advantage. I would say that prayer is to God the Father, in Jesus Christ's name, through the Holy Spirit. Remember that. Remember some of the other stuff that we said, and you'll be off to a great start. Uh, this week's weekly verse is Psalm sixty-six, nineteen, which says, But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Alright, well that concludes this week's episode of Kingdom Faith and it is it concludes the start of our series into uh, prayer. We just pray that you come back and listen again next week where I believe we are talking about intercession. And if you have any comments, any questions, any requests for an episode, always remember you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.